Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. It's Curious City, where we take your questions about Chicago and the region and investigate, report, explore from WBEZ. After the recent mass school shooting in Texas, parents and politicians are again calling for more police in schools. Chicago already has around 250 police officers patrolling the city's public schools. Those police officers are not specially trained to work with students. They're also not trained on any of the complicated issues in terms of young people exposed to trauma. That's what a City Bureau investigation found last year. I'm Jeremy Borden with City Bureau, a nonprofit news organization. Chicago isn't alone in its lack of training for police officers assigned to schools, but plenty of places actually require it, including states like Indiana and Texas. That's because when a police officer interacts with a young person, the stakes are huge. Swearing at a teacher might get you detention. Swearing at a police officer might get you arrested. And that could mean trouble getting a job or even getting into college down the line. There's also the issue of police misconduct in schools. City Bureau's investigation found that in a two-year period, there were more than 8,000 allegations of misconduct involving a school-based police officer. That's 8,000 allegations. And while we don't know how many of those allegations are true, the high number says something about the strained relationship between Chicago kids and the city's police officers, which is why we wanted to take on this recent question to Curious City. Should police officers who patrol schools get special training? To answer the question, we wanted to start with students themselves and first get a sense of what it's like when kids encounter police at school. We reached out to Voices of Youth in Chicago Education, an advocacy group. They helped us assemble a panel of young folks that included Tony Madgett, a recent CPS graduate, and Khadija Benson, an 18-year-old who attends Prosser Career Academy. Tony was just 13 years old in eighth grade when he had a run-in with the police at school. At the time I was very mentally and emotionally traumatized going through a lot at home jumping from house to house and worrying about whether or not I was going to have a roof over my head at the age of 13 and 14 so um I went to school one day and I just I couldn't focus on school work so I got permission from a teacher to go see my counselor and as I was walking through the halls a school resource officer was there and he Knowing, knowing that, you know, my rap sheet at that school, he thought I was cutting class, so he started to follow me through the halls. And once he caught up to me, he rousted me to the ground and everything. And next thing I know, I'm being handcuffed and taken out. It looked like the whole police department was outside for one student, and I was later suspended for two weeks and expelled for the rest of my eighth-grade school year. Wow. And you were 13 years old? Yeah. Why did he tackle you to the ground? Because um, I, I wouldn't stop for him. Like, I, I wanted to go see my counselor. I didn't want to talk to a police officer. So I just kept, like, finding ways to ignore him and get to my counselor. So he just followed me until he caught up to me. And then there's Khadija, who says she had run away from an abusive home. She wanted badly to be at school. Coming to school made life feel more normal. Uh, one of the times I did come to school, I was pulled out of class during first period by a police officer, and uh, I didn't know what was going on. I kept asking questions, and they said, I'm not allowed to tell you, I'm not allowed to tell you. 
She says her abusive guardian had called the police on her and falsely accused her of assault. I was arrested. I was put in handcuffs and taken outside of my school into the paddy whack. So, According to Khadija, the school police never asked for her side of the story. Ultimately, she wasn't charged with a crime, but she was sent to a behavioral health facility. I came back after a few weeks and they were asked, so um, what happened and how are you now? This was back you mean when... the police officers? Yeah, they asked... Um, about my situation, and I brushed them off. I got really angry, and I, I felt like it was disrespectful that they had me arrested, and now they're going to ask how I am. Like you just have me sent away for weeks. That happened when she was a freshman. Today, she's a senior, and she says she still tries to avoid the police at school. So do Khadija and Tony think police should get special training to work with kids? Would that change the relationship? Tony and Khadija, along with a handful of other students we spoke with, told us it's stressful to walk into school every day and see a police officer. And even while they do often feel unsafe at school, the police presence makes them feel more unsafe. There are plenty of teachers and parents, though, who do think police need to be there in case things get out of hand or for a school shooter. That's why the students we spoke with understand that, at least for the time being, these cops are going to be around. They do think training on how to relate to young people would help. They also think police should be encouraged to build better relationships with students. I wish the police would understand that, you know, I'm another person too. It just takes a conversation. And most of my interaction with the police have been something where it feels like I'm not being heard. They're just looking past me and just trying to shrug me to the side and get me away from them as soon as possible. Michelle and Beckiani Wiley has spent a lot of time thinking about the kinds of experiences that Tony and Khadija have had. She spent a year investigating how police interact with young students and found, among other things, that police made more than 2,400 arrests of CPS students over just one year. Michelle believes more specialized training could teach officers how to look at kids differently. You have to remember that, you know, how would you treat your own child or how would you want your child to be treated? I'm sure there are officers that have children that mouth off back to them, their own children that mouth back to them. Do they arrest them? Do they slam them on the car? Do they, you know, immediately criminalize that behavior? No. You may, they may get upset because, you know, we're all human. But police officers also need to realize that they're in a profession that can be hold, held to the highest standard because so much is at stake when it comes to their actions. Mbekiani Wiley has been working on statewide legislation that would require specialized training for officers assigned to schools. She sees it as a great first step because, right now, things are really vague in terms of what officers assigned to schools actually are instructed to do day to day. That's part of the reason why she thinks training would go such a long way. The other reason is that she knows exactly what that instruction should look like. Michelle actually put herself through the National Model for Officer Training a program run by the National Association of School Resource Officers, a nonprofit group that works with police all over the country. It's the kind of program she wants Chicago's officers to go through before they start patrolling school hallways. I was truly blown away by the training. And there was a great example. It was a role play where they had a student that was had drugs in their purse. And the initial response for the officers was, well, you know, that's an arrestable offense. Hmm. But... The instructor actually guided them to be like, no, think deeper. Be a detective. Why did this child have drugs in their purse? 
and they continue to flesh out the issues with this child. Oh, this child hasn't been coming to school lately. Oh, this child's friend says they've made new friends, an older friend that may be exploiting them. And actually found at the end of this scenario that this child was a victim of trafficking and was using drugs to cope with her current experiences. That is something that all officers should be trained to see. So instead of arresting this child, this child actually is a victim that needs help. I could see a lot of them just sitting there disagreeing and not necessarily taking it to heart. Is that one worry that, that yes, you can have the training, but do they really take this, this, these lessons to heart? Some of them did get defensive. Some of them did get, well, you know, that's not my experience or, you know, they're just bad kids. They're criminals. Why are we coddling criminals? And that was some of the pushback we got. But again, you had some officers that also pushed back and said, you know, I think they're making a valid point. Some people believe that training won't address some of the root issues as it pertains to policing, as specifically policing communities of color. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. But training at minimum lets officers acknowledge that history, to be informed of how students, how young people behave. So at least when they're making a decision, even if it's not in the forefront of their decision making, it's somewhere in their conscious where they're like, okay, maybe this is something I need to take into consideration. Just to be clear, Michelle and Beckiani Wiley, along with many of the young people we spoke to, does not believe police belong in schools at all. But she does believe that if there are going to be police in schools, training would help, particularly when it comes to students of color. Training is not going to solve everything. But for officers to really recognize their own implicit bias that we all have. We all have... Meaning what? Implicit bias that, you know, you are more likely to view an African-American person, an African-American child, as an adult, the adultification of young black children. You're more likely to hold them to the adult standard. You're more likely to see them as a threat. And this is something that, you know, it may not necessarily be your fault. And I think just acknowledging it, being able to check yourself, When you have an instance when you're encountering an African-American child and really question, wait a second, slow things down, slow the process down and say, does this child really need to be arrested? Is this child really a threat? Do I really need to pull out my gun on this child? So what about the police? I caught up with police superintendent Eddie Johnson at a press conference. He surprised me by agreeing that police and schools need more training. But moving forward, we recognize now that those school officers are our first line of defense in terms of helping our youth be better. Now we recognize that we have to better train them to be able to identify youth that have potential problems and issues and and just make it so that they're not seen as an occupying force in the schools, but as a resource for the youth that need help. But it's fair to say police officials have moved slowly on several areas that they've promised to improve including greater civilian oversight of the department and better procedures to investigate officers accused of misconduct. Now, there is something that could force the issue, legislation. Still, it's worth keeping in mind that the students we spoke to say that training alone is not enough to address their concerns about their safety in school. I asked Tony and Khadija how they would make schools more safe. And their answer? More art music, and books. We're living in a time where art and music is booming and students are really interested in those type of programs. So bringing back 
art and music into our schools and other programs that are will set these kids up for the future. I, I like to read too. It, you know, it calms me down, makes me um, forget about any stresses and whatnot when I'm when I pick up a fiction book and just start reading. You know, just relax for a bit. So Wait, all throughout their are day. There no books in the library. Not in my school. Reporting for this story comes from me, Jeremy Borden, with additional reporting by City Bureau Fellows Alex Ding and Olivia Cunningham. Support comes from the Conant Family Foundation. Hey, this is Alexandra Solomon, editor for Curious City. This past Friday, as we were putting together this episode, we got word that legislation that would mandate training for police in schools has now been passed by both houses of the Illinois General Assembly. It still needs to be signed by the governor before it becomes law, but lawmakers expect he will sign the bill. We'll keep you updated. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.